Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Back to America's Heroes Group with our roundtable and our partner, Community Outreach Partner Katz Malenik. October is Breast Cancer, Mental Health, National Disability, and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Cleaver, the co host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega, Scott's Arnold Productions. And you know this voice, very familiar face on our screen, at least it's a picture of him anyway, is David Malenik. He's a CPA and president and founder of Katz Malenik and a military family member. And we're going to talk about the Monday date of deadline coming up for filing extension let's talk about that how you doing today hey sean how are we doing today very good very good so so monday coming up it's going to be the 15th of october we have to get some extensions done what if you miss the deadline what is a consequence so the 16th of october is actually monday but the 15th is normally the deadline but because the deadline cannot fall on a Saturday, Sunday, or holiday, it gets extended to Monday the 16th. Okay. Now, if you, for some reason, still don't have your stuff together, uh, one thing that we can definitely do to help you, we if you call our office, 708-914-8220, again, 708-914-8220, if you call our office and, uh, and get a power of attorney on file, we can pull your wage and income transcript from the IRS database. That's all the information that the IRS has on you. And by this time of year, it's our, it, it's filled out. Everything's in there. So we can use that to put together your tax return. And uh, you asked what, what would happen if you're late. So if you're late and you have, so there's two things. If you have a refund and you're late, you're fine. You can still claim the refund for up to uh, three years past the filing deadline. If you have a balance due and you're late and you file it on October 17th, the 5% failure to file penalty on top of the balance due. If it goes to November 1st, that 5% now becomes 10%. And each month or part of a month after that, it's going to be an additional 5% up to a maximum of 25%. So what, what, what's the trigger for when the IRS gives you a nasty gram and says, hey, you owe some money? How long does it take for that to happen? So you remember that wage and income transcript I talked about just a second ago? Mm-hmm. So the IRS will take the wage and income transcript and they'll compare it to your tax return. And if they see documents on your wage and income transcript that aren't reported on the tax return, usually they'll have the computer do this and the computer just spits out a notice called a CP2000 notice that says, hey, you owe money because you didn't report this this income that we have on file for you. Now, when that happens, you've got a couple options. Option number one, you can just agree with the notice and pay it. 
Option number two, you can actually take a look at the notice and see what's going on with it. And potentially um, you can amend your return to uh, reduce or completely eliminate the impact of that notice. Mm. Now, how hard is it to do an amendment? Um, well, they've made it a little bit easier in the past couple of years. The first thing is um, they've now made it possible to e-file some amended returns. You have to have filed the original return to to electronically. You have to e-file the original return to e-file the amended return. Um, but other than that, uh, you have to get you have to paper file the return, and you have to not only put in the changes that you're making, but you also have to provide proof of those changes to the IRS. Otherwise, they're fully within their right to not accept it. So it becomes a little bit more difficult to do anything once you once you file the return and you have to file an amended return versus just filing everything on your original return, which is why having that power of attorney and getting that wage and income transcript can be very helpful. Hmm. And what are the most common things that you see when someone files a return but maybe goes back and says, you know what, I should have done this to get more money back. I didn't claim this. I didn't claim that. What are some of the things that people miss when they're filing on their own? Um, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times people forget they had, you know, little, little side gig type jobs. And those are, those are businesses that you have to report business income or loss for. And, um, just because you had gross income doesn't mean you made a profit. You could potentially have a loss on that, on that business and having a loss on that business will actually generate a uh, tax benefit for you, which then can potentially generate a refund. Um, Another thing that can cause a problem in those situations is uh, cancellation of debt. Um, So if you get a, if you get a 1099 C, a lot of people don't even know when they get a 1099 C it's cancellation of debt. It's where um, like if the bank forecloses on your home, um, and you owed, let's say, $150,000, well, now the bank issues you a tax document that says um, they canceled your debt for $150,000. Now you have to pay income tax on that money. That can generate like a $50,000 tax bill by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, There are ways to actually completely remove or eliminate that cancellation of debt income. Most people don't know how to do it. I know the code section it's under. It's section 108. There are five different ways to do it. If you need help with that, definitely give us a call, 708-914-8220. But really right now, especially I'm sitting in my office right now because I'm doing people's returns because we're because we're so close to this personal deadline. It's really important. If you don't have your 2022 filing done, definitely get on the phone. Give us a call. We can help you. We can get it completed as soon as possible. Minimize the impact of any penalties for you. So it's definitely a good idea if you've missed your uh, deadline, because unfortunately somebody's probably sitting at home and they're going to be sitting at home on Sunday, maybe trying to figure out their tax return and maybe get it frustrated or, or get it mixed up some kind of way and they're going to miss the deadline. You know, it's probably better to have someone that knows the, the tax code inside and out versus trying to navigate it yourself. Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, the, well, for one thing, I, I just told you I can basically get the cheat sheet, right? <laughs> So I can I can get all 
all the documents that were reported to the IRS for you, and if you have a spouse for your spouse, I can get all of those um, with the exception of like one or two documents, but it's very rare that those situations come up. Um, but basically we can get everything from the IRS and nine times out of 10, we can prepare a tax return just off of that information hmm. that, that will work for the IRS. That sounds good. Now, have you ever seen a situation where a husband and wife normally file together and they haven't divorced, they haven't separated, and then one year for some reason, whoever is doing the taxes or taking the documents to the tax preparer, or maybe they do them on their own, just decides they're going to file single or uh, single or married filing separate. So they're not filing together as a joint return. They, he basically files or she files the return for herself, but, but forgets about the spouse, and the spouse has income. Um, yeah, that, that, that has happened before. I am a very strong advocate. If you are married, do not file married filing separate. Um, because that it, it, it eliminates a lot of tax credits. You don't get access to those tax credits. Um, it, uh, takes away a lot of different tax benefits as well. Um, a couple examples of that. Uh, you cannot claim a student loan interest deduction if you are on, um, if you're married filing separate. Another thing is um, for the child tax credit and the American Opportunity Credit, uh, the thresholds actually get cut in half for what you're allowed to make before the credits start phasing out. So um, married filing separate is a very bad way to go. Um, I almost always recommend married filing joint when you're married. Uh, however, there there is actually a legal exception. If for some reason uh, the the two parties separated and were living apart for most of the year, greater than six months of the year, and they have dependents, each of them is legally allowed to file married, I'm sorry, not married filing separate. Each of them is legally allowed to file head of household if they can each claim at least one of the dependents. Okay. But, but the dependent has to be with you in the house for six months as well? Is that, how does that part work? Yeah. Yeah, you would have to have, you would have to have the, uh, you'd have to have the right to claim the dependent, obviously. But um, if, if for some reason they were legally separated for, that, for more than half of the year, um, it, it is allowable to file that had a household status instead. Now, in doing that, you typically the IRS wants to see separate addresses. If you try to do that from the same address, uh, you're probably going to get audited because it's not it's not actually legal to do unless the unless there's actually a separation that happens. Hmm. Now, a lot of seniors believe that when they start drawing Social Security or when they retire, that they don't they no longer have to file a tax return. Is that true, or is that misinformation? Um, that so that can be true, and when I say that can be true, that can on, that's only true in the situation where the only source of income for that person is Social Security. If that person has any other source of income, and that sort and their total uh, income basically exceeds like. Thirteen thousand dollars. It's the it's whatever the standard deduction amount is for the year. If if it exceeds that amount, then you have a filing requirement. Um, Social Security is counted differently for that purpose. So 
So if it's only Social Security, you don't have to file a tax return. If it's Social Security and like a pension for $10,000 and a part-time job for $5,000, well, now the income's exceeded uh, $13,000, so now you have to file a tax return. Mm-hmm. It's really about that, that um, standard deduction filing threshold. And even things whether like whether or not you have to file. Yeah, so even things like say like a retirement income, you take, you know, five thousand dollars or ten fifteen thousand dollars out of your IRA to spend to live off of or you're getting an annuity that's paying you money every year or, you know, like you said, it could be it could be a pension that could draw you over that limit where you you have to basically file a return. And then are there certain benefits also? Because every now and again, I remember I remember back in the day when Bush had that big, uh, this was uh, uh, the son Bush, uh, W. Bush, when he had that big tax uh, refund that everybody got, these checks in the mail for like 300 bucks or something like that. Remember that? Yeah. So the, Yeah, I mean, kind of like the uh, kind of like the recovery rebate credit that happened the last couple of years with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the... The seniors do get some benefits, like for the standard deduction. There's like there's a small increase in the standard deduction amount that uh, that they'll get. It's like fourteen thousand something, almost fifteen thousand, as opposed to the twelve thousand nine hundred fifty for for an individual. It's like an extra eighteen hundred dollars or so. Um, and then obviously you you in in the state of Illinois actually. Uh, it's actually good to retire in the state of Illinois because the state of Illinois does not tax retirement income. Mm. So um, your your if you have a pension, your 1099R that doesn't get taxed. Your Social Security doesn't get taxed. No retirement income is taxed in the state of Illinois. So those are the big major tax benefits, at least in Illinois, for um, being over the age of 65. Mm. Now, tell us about um, a little bit about you know some of the things you see that are important to business owners. Because um, they have some things they got to think about too before the end of the year. Is that correct? Well, I mean, now is the now is a, an optimal time for uh, planning for tax planning for for next year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, you, you're you're approaching the end of the year. You're kind of starting to get a good idea of what the whole year is going to look like. Um. And you're uh, you're getting to, to the point the where I'm sorry. You're starting to What's plan that? for the next year, so things they got to get things exactly. they have to think about as far as because at the end of the year you're wrapping things up. But do you have all your deductions? You know, are you thinking about what you're going to do? Are you going to apply for a loan next year, possibly? Right. And maybe you need do to show. We, do income? we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to show more profit? Do we want to show less profit? If we want to show more profit, what's that going to require us to pay in in terms of uh in terms of taxes Mm -hmm. and when do we need to pay that in do we need to pay it in now can we wait um if you know if we're sitting there on on let's say a hundred thousand dollar profit we can go out and buy a eighty thousand dollar car and now we have a twenty thousand dollar profit um and so we have a lot less tax liability to pay at that point Mm -hmm. uh these are the kind of things that you can make decisions now so that when the start of the year comes around, you don't have to worry about your tax situation. Wow. I think that's really critical. I, I, so many business owners out there, they really need to start thinking about this because 
a lot of missed opportunities are at the end of the year when you're not you're just thinking about this running out, this going to the get until December thirty first, but then you haven't you're missing out on all these different deductions and things you could be doing to try to plan your taxes. You know, because people don't realize that they can plan their tax liability as opposed to just letting it happen to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a pretty common uh, thing in in military circles about if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. And and that's uh, that. It's the same thing for taxes as it is for anything else. I mean, if you don't have a good plan in place, how do you expect to be certain that? Come time, come April fifteenth of next year, you're not sit, sitting there staring down a ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar, whatever tax bill. I've mm-hmm. seen it happen to people because they didn't plan appropriately. One more time, and what's your number? so they're, they're what's that? What's your number? One more time. Oh yeah, seven zero eight nine one four eight two two zero. Again, seven zero eight nine one four eight two two zero. So one other thing I wanted to get into, we have about 10 minutes left, a little bit less than 10 minutes. I wanted to get into this very important thing because this is also something that you do a lot of, and it's become a big issue because a lot of people have back taxes because they missed these deadlines or and or, or something catastrophic happened and they, got, they panic maybe, and maybe they haven't even filed in a few years, but they know they have income they need to report, um, and, then, and they get that NASA grant from the IRS that says you owe $40,000 in back taxes or whatever. What are some of the things that people can do to eliminate these large tax bills? Well, the very the very first thing you want to do if you're in a situation like that is definitely give my office a call. I'll give the number out one more time. 708-914-8220. And the reason I say that is because um, I I actually find that people that are in those situations, a lot of times... They don't even necessarily know what's going on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't know what their situation is. They sure they have this letter that says they owe forty thousand dollars, but that's it. They don't know if they filed recently, they don't know what they owe, if anything. And so what we do in those situations is we pull all of the records from the IRS database and we get that information so that we can basically break down, here's what you filed, here's what you haven't filed, um, here's how much you, here's how much they think you owe currently, and then most importantly, and this is what we can do to solve this situation for you. Because we, we can come up with a plan at that point. If we have all that information, we can come up with a plan. And that plan can help you to potentially com- complete, reduce or completely eliminate that debt. Um, ways that we can do that, we can file, if you have a substitute for return, we can file an original return for that substitute for return, and that can reduce the liability. We can file amended returns on original returns that have been filed that say that you owe money. We can file an amended return that says you owe less money. If those two options aren't in play, um, we can we can negotiate potentially in, an installment agreement with the IRS to help to help you pay it off. We can negotiate what's called a currently not collectible status, which allows you to avoid having to pay the IRS for a period of time. If you don't pay the IRS within ten years of the assessment, they're required to write it off. 
And then there's also a program called Offer and Compromise that we can do. And Offer and Compromise is a contract between you and the IRS that allows you to pay a certain amount, let's say $500, and whatever your tax liability was is completely eliminated. Now, it has some requirements on the taxpayers, and the taxpayer is required to relinquish their refunds up to the tax year of acceptance and is required to file and pay their taxes timely for the five years following the acceptance of the offer. But you can take a quarter of a million dollar tax debt, pay $500 with an offer and compromise, and it's gone forever. Wow. That almost sounds like unbelievable. Like, so you have to go to court for that? And, or does an attorney do uh, that? No, you don't, you don't go to court. It's actually a specialized unit of the IRS that you have to deal with. Uh, you send in your paperwork to them. They, they evaluate it. Uh, they have um, people, they have, uh, they have agents called offer assessment agents and offer examiners, actually. And uh, those offer examiners will will come back to us. They'll ask us a few questions. Um, We we answer the questions and provided that everything fits the guidelines, which we know how to analyze that up front and know that answer before we even send in the paperwork. So um, provided everything fits the guidelines, they come back and say, okay, we're going to accept this offer. And then the taxpayer gets a letter in the mail they pay off the offer amount, and as long as they comply with all the the terms of the offer, they'll never have to pay off. They'll never have to pay that tax debt at all. Wow! Now I remember a case a long time ago. A friend of mine, um, and they, they uh, he's passed away since, but he was a senior, and he had him and his wife actually got divorced because. Um, one of them owed a whole bunch of back taxes for some reason that they either didn't file correctly or she never filed some income that she had. And she owed a lot of money to the IRS. You're talking like those 40,000 plus tax bills. So they got divorced because they were, they were getting ready to, to garnish wages and he had income coming in. They're going to garnish his wages. So they divorced, but they stayed together. Um, and for some reason, the IRS, they never went, she, she had no income, so they never really went after her. Like, she had Social Security. Is that a common thing you've seen before? Have you seen anything like that before? Yeah. So when you, so the one, the one drawback to filing a joint return is if you have a liability, um, it's, it's what's called a joint and several liability. Now, what does that mean? That means if you and your wife file a tax return together, or you and your spouse file a tax return together. You are responsible for the tax debt, and you owe ten thousand dollars. You are responsible for the ten thousand dollars. Your wife is responsible. Your spouse is responsible for ten thousand. I keep saying wife because I'm a male, but <laughs> your spouse is responsible for ten thousand dollars. If you pay five dollars toward that ten thousand dollars, your your spouse's debt goes five dollars less. If your spouse pays five dollars toward the ten thousand. Your debt goes $5 less. But the reason it's jointly and severally liable is because they can collect it from you, they can collect it from your spouse, or they can collect it from both. Hmm. So, so even if you get a divorce, it doesn't eliminate tax debt wow. if you file jointly. So, that's, so, this, so that was, I read that in the book. Also, it's like as a mafia trick, they oftentimes get divorced when if the feds are on their tail. <laughs> To try to save, they give the money. If they, the, all if the they money to filed the separately during mm-hmm. that time, which which is one of the very few times that I that I recommend filing separately, is if 
if your spouse if you know your spouse is a criminal file separately <laughs> because then you can't get caught up in their stuff makes sense <laughs> so tell us also at the end at, since we have a, a few minutes left tell us what are some of the things that are really really important you think everyone should know before monday um well the most important thing is don't panic that's that's the most important thing one don't panic Two, if you have a refund, you have even less reason to panic because you can't get hit with penalties and interest. And number three, if, you're been de- if you've been delaying on filing because you don't have your documentation or you don't know what you have, call us, 708-914-8220. We can pull the records from the IRS and we can find out what you have so that you can file a tax return on time. What was the biggest tax bill or tax uh, miracle that you've seen in your career? <laughs> um, well, I helped to get a company out of $800,000 of payroll tax debt wow. through an offering compromise. Wow. So what, what did they end up paying? Uh, they ended up paying a little over $8,000. What? Whoa. That's it's like a ninety nine percent Wow, that's cra- that's crazy. So how but how did they how do you get into that kind of liability? Is it because they just forgot to do something or they just made a mistake um, in the well, paperwork? Well they or? they didn't uh they didn't know that they had a filing requirement for payroll taxes. And so they didn't file their payroll taxes and they didn't pay their payroll taxes for a long period of time. Every business, I mean, I don't care who, how small do you think you are, every business should have a CPA in their back pocket. you got to have a CPA because you're going to have it's all these, especially when you have a small business, there's so many different little things you got to just know and do, and the government does not care that you didn't know about it. They're going to still come after you. Absolutely. See it all the time. Wow. Um, so if anybody needs help out there, give us a call, 708 um, we can help you get filed before the deadline, help you plan for next year. Thanks for your time. It was going to some great information. Cash Malenic, appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have a great, uh, have a great week. That was Dave Malenic, CPA, founder of Cash Malenic CPA Incorporated. Go see him, talk to him, look at his website. He's there to help you. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.